0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Oh, most things
1: uh, NRL. Welcome to it. It is uh, Off the Bench uh, with uh, Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Hello, Satsy. How are you? I'm good, Jace. Uh, really well. Um, and torrential weather is, is battered.
2: You know, the parts of north of sydney and south of sydney so um, just uh, crossing our fingers that it doesn't get any worse
1: yeah isn't it been horrific absolutely Terrible. horrific yeah Yeah. actually i it's it's been it was wet weather's returned to southeast queensland in stages as well over the last couple mm. of days as well so it's been pretty ordinary you've
2: you been your element at the moment talking about elements but uh, from a sporting perspective oh. you love your golf and with the
1: masters teeing off early friday morning australian time can can I just is this is this a bit geeky? I um and I'm only a recent convert to golf in the last couple of years. But I love it. I just love watching the PGA. I love going out and having a hack whenever I can. In fact, I'm playing this weekend. But I was watching them warm up with putting. Now is that is that a bit geeky? I was up till midnight. Well you were actually watching watching them warm up. Yeah. And I found that riveting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching that's, them. That's was, concerning. But they're not even hitting drives. They're, they're putting. I've, I've never so used the putting green, practice you, putting green at mine. Were you dribbling at the same time? If the, if you are dribbling at the same time and you were sitting there <laughs> just in your underwear, that's a concern. I'll tell you what I did have, and you won't be shocked by this. <laughs> a tub of ice cream on <laughs> not your Not close. On your lap. <laughs> I had an empty whiskey uh, glass and an empty packet of twisties next to me. That was me. Drink, drink responsibly, and eat twisties responsibly as well. You're a chicken twisty fan, aren't you? I hate chicken twisties. Oh, you
2: hate them? Yeah, no, cheese twisty nah, all the way. All the myself way. myself and pull, myself and Tony pull a We'll room together when we go away for away games at Penrith, and and night before the game we had a, a, a routine where we'd watch a movie or the footy the night before, and then we'd go to the nearest Seven Eleven. Yep. And we'd get a packet of twisties. And a bubble bill oh. We can't call it a bubble bill
1: anymore, but we see bills Why can't, you? Why can't you call it a bubble
2: bill I think they've had to change the name of
1: it. So to Bob? bubble o well, well, what <laughs> what's, what's offensive bubble bill
2: I don't know. I don't know. So, um, yeah, so that was our ritual. So, I'm,
1: oh, yeah, I'm a cheese twisty man like you. Hang on. I'm still stuck on bubble You can. You've still got the gay time, but you can't have buffalo mm. o bill yeah, apparently a bubble. Apparently. A bubble's offensive, <laughs> or is it the O, or is it the bill? Oh. Did you have a
2: bubble O bill? Did you eat the nose first or last?
1: No, last. Mm. Had to eat that last. But bite. where
2: did? But where did you keep it? Like when you take it off the the ice cream, where do you keep it? In my you, pocket. Like, eh, that's disgusting. Would
1: hang on, hang on, wait. You ate the nose first, and then continued to eat the ice cream.
2: No, I actually said. Get the nose, and I used to then clean it in the inside of my mouth from all the ice cream. Right. And I'd place it somewhere that was clean, like on a tissue or on top of my my oh, wallet at the time, because yep. everyone carried a wallet. Yep. A- and then ate the ice cream, then had the, the bubble gum after it.
1: Right. If you're just mm. tuning in, this is a rugby league show. Uh <laughs> I hope I hope you're enjoying our Twisty and Bubble O Bill. I can't I still can't work out what's offensive about Bubble O'Bill. I I I I, th- I thought they had to change the name. I might be wrong. Right, okay.
2: Okay, let's get back to sport. Uh what's coming up today on the so, show?
1: So speaking of loose, uh Toby Rudolph. Uh yeah. I, I, well, if Bubble o Bill's loose, wait till you hear Toby Rudolph. You and Badge caught up with him uh throughout the week. We're gonna have our tips for around five. We're gonna have a look back at Thursday night footy. We've got heaps coming up.
0: Time on off the bench to look back on the news of the week.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Before we do that, actually, let's uh, the Manly and Knights game that happened Thursday night. A Manly won that game pretty easy, and we'll we'll look at that more in detail real soon. Um, No sin bins but lots mm. of infringements and, and lots of infringements that weren't infringements in my opinion. But then they missed the most blatant ones. And you and I were talking about it where Daly Cherry Evans jumped on the ball on his gold line from an offside position.
2: Yeah, that was a weird one. Ashley Klein called a scrum, said it was a knock on from Jason Saab scrum midfield, 10 meters out. And of course it wasn't a huge bearing on the game at that stage. You know, it's easy to say, oh, well, they get the ball anyway from a scrum. They're in a better position anyway, but you need to get a penalty so you can mount any points just in case they want to take a kick for goal, whatever it may be. If that was in the 70th minute yeah, and the game was 12-all or 12-10, whatever it may be, completely different conversation we're having right now. So, yes, yeah, some bizarre decisions. There's no sin binnings because there were a lot of penalties, wasn't there, Jase? I, I think there was 20-odd 20 penalties, 23 penalties or something. Yeah. So you'd think that would call for a... For some sin bins, but it's usually when there is a, there's the repeat of the same offence, and if it's usually in the ruck, if there's if you're in the ruck and you're continually uh, giving away penalties in the ruck, well they'll sin bin you, like we saw on the the Gold Coast West Tigers game last week. So, yeah, it's a quite a dismal affair to watch, to be quite honest. The game
1: I, I watched, I had it on the background last night, and. I saw in the second half a, a semi-lifting of the legs, uh, driving tackle yep. on a Newcastle player. I thought that was a sin bin. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, that should have been a sin bin. And I'll even go as far as saying Daily Cherry Evans jumping on that ball on the try line or just in front of the try line. I thought that was a professional foul and prevented a Newcastle player getting to the ball. So yeah, you're right. It's a good point you make. Yeah, that should have been a sin bin as well. And it's it. it and then I saw penalties for crushers that weren't even crushers. No, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's a bit I, of a bugbear of, bug of mine, the whole, the whole crusher
2: situation. They give a penalty and they say, all right, let's just play on. And if it's in the best interest of the player, or the, the health of the player, they should just stop the play, see if the players are right first and foremost. But they don't do that. They just give a penalty and say, all right, let's go. You, you worry about him at the back of the play if you need to. So mm. yeah, can I, I try throw- a little bit... Sorry. a little bit hypocritical the uh the the penalty for the penalty uh the crusher sometimes
1: can I um can I give you um something that uh, Joey Johns talked about today and I thought it was I thought it was really interesting um mm-hmm. he, he was saying we got to go back to having a player in the bunker he said it's too clinical there's there's a hundred different angles that they can look at and you've got these people calling for for penalties on plays that don't penalties aren't required right and mm. just let Put a player back in the bunker or even just let the referees and the touch judges that have the best view on the field, let them go. Pull them up and on absolute clanger. Absolute clanger. But just let them referee because at the moment the refs are only refing half the game. If that, the rest of the time it's been refed from a bunker in at head office. And I reckon he's made a really good point.
2: Yeah I I agree with the ex players being in the box the bunker they've they've tried it before and the problem is that the ex players that become officials they have to think like an official not like an ex player so that's where that's where the gray area starts get, getting introduced because they're trying to make the game black and white and as players that have been you can't there's too many moving pieces and like the, the try last night to Dominic Young which was brought back because Tyson Frizzell ran one of those, you know, those block plays and yep. and collided with Kieran Foran. Uh, yes, under the rule book, it's a no try because of because of the line that he ran. But where they've scored the try had nothing to do with Tyson Frizzell. Had nothing to do with it. It was it was a player on the, a, a Newcastle player with the ability to get on the outside of his centre and position his winger and put him over. So it was you know, Dane Gagai. So. Um, I do agree with Joey there, but unfortunately, you've got to keep the ex-players independent from the officials because they become officials. Well, and they've got to think like the officials, and that's where that's where the breakdown occurred from ex-player to making decisions.
1: Well, we've got to stop the bunker mate officiating the game on the run. We've got to. It's 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 too technical, and you are go- in every sport. You're gonna have grey area and just let it go i mean the, the the best is the i reckon the best is if you think that's a clanger of a decision or they've missed they've missed a high shot or a crusher you know put it on report on the run or whatever but if it, you've got the captain's challenge there for clangers then just just have that maybe give them two one per half or something like that but it's being over officiated this is the mm. problem right because they're getting too technical and they've just got to stop just let the referees do their job on the field. It's ironic that he's got all these people officiating in the bunker, yet he went away from two referees. I just don't I – and mean, I'm talking about Volandi's there. I just – I don't know. I'm just a fan, mate. I didn't play the game at your level. I played at a very low level, like extremely low, right? Mm-hmm. But it, 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 to me, it's just – it's over-officiated and frustrating to watch. And they've just got to – they've got to look at this and just let the refs do their job. That's my opinion. Yeah,
2: you know, I was never a fan of the two-referee system, but it's got to be either one or the other. Simple as that. Correct. Have the bunker there just for tries. Yep. Just for tries and captain's challenge, of course. Yep. Outside of that, if they need to reintroduce two referees, uh, do it. And let the on-field referees just handle every
1: situation and only let the bunker worry about tries. We've fixed it. It's that easy. I mean, Mm. Joey's brought it up, and (laughs) I'll back Joey Johns any day, but – We've got to start listening to the greats of the game like yourself and Joey and that who've played the game and know what it's like to go, hey, listen, this is not right. Do one or the other. I, I agree with you, Sats. Hey, what about um, uh, Kalen Ponga? Faced questions in the media conference last night about uh, his meeting with the Dolphins and, and Wayne Bennett. Uh he, after he was given a tricky question, he and Adam O'Brien walked out. Have a listen to this. And at the end of the day, I wanted him to make the best decision with all the information on the table. You know, then there's no regrets. If he chooses to stay, then he's made the choice with all the facts. So I'm, I'm really comfortable with it either way. And, um, and I know his teammates are, and they're, they're, all, they're in similar situations. I know it's not as high profile and it's you know at this stage of the year but they all come off contract they all negotiate and they usually negotiate with more than one club so you know and I will get the answer he's worth waiting for from my perspective so it's just um you know tonight should be about talking about that performance which
3: wasn't great for us
2: okay, so it's, sorry, just ask, with the losses the next loss
1: does it make it harder to stay here it? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that is i don't know who asked that question did you hear that question with the I losses yeah. yeah with the losses that the uh newcastle knights are having is that making it harder for you to stay here that is a scum of a question like honestly In, w- journalism has hit the gutter
2: do you know what it, it, timing is everything and that is the wrong time but the other the other difference is the difference is jace is that the journalists had asked that question, and I was trying to listen to the, usually I'm pretty good at identifying whose voice is, is which, and I couldn't identify who asked the question. Now, there are large sections of, of the media that try and get a reaction and try and make the, the person of interest uncomfortable because we look at it and say, bad timing, not the right time, they've just suffered a bad loss, and now you're throwing that in their lap. It is irrelevant to the result of that night. But they will wear that as a badge of honor today. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I got I, Kalen Ponger and Adam O'Brien to leave the room. Now I thought Adam O'Brien handled it really well. The question absolutely before that, yep. I thought it was professional and he was right. Kalen is worth, worth waiting for. So I thought he handled it right. But the, the follow up question was, I thought it was, I thought it was narrow minded and, uh, I thought it was handled, uh, exactly like it should be handled and that is by both parties just standing up and walking out.
1: It, it, it makes it hard, you know. So then we go to uh, we go to request an interview at the Knights, and even though we have a, a great relationship with the Knights media manager, we go then to request an interview, and we had Adam O'Brien a few weeks ago. But anyone, now what's happened is they'll be scarred now about putting anyone well, up bat- this
2: week. They batten down the hatch- hatches. They do.
1: absolutely, And because and of some s- idiot...
2: Once and we see it, don't we, Jase? When yeah. we're going to talk to a player or a coach, we hear the communications manager now say, "What questions are you going to ask them?" Yeah, you know, it, it's you know, it's sort of like becomes a constructed interview before you actually get you know the interview itself, where you're trying to be spontaneous with the guests. So, I yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty narrow-minded question and. And timing was really bad. But like I said, that journalist will be wearing it as a badge of honour.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Um, NRLW finals this weekend. Uh, Dragons versus Roosters at Redcliffe. It's been a wonderful comp, Sats, hasn't it?
2: It has. Oh, I thought the subtle changes they've made to the game have made a huge difference to scorelines. We are now seeing, and this is what happens all the time, Jace, first four rounds start sorting out match fitness, you know, just little basic injuries, whatever it may be, trying to find combinations. Now you're starting to see some teams that start putting their foot on the throttle, start making a bit of a statement to a lot of the other teams. Now you're starting to see score lines get a little bit bigger, not as bad as last year, but starting to get a little bit wider just because teams have sorted themselves out sooner than others.
1: Mm. Oh, mate, and, and that shock win by the Roosters over the Broncos last week, that's just brought the competition to life because – I don't know, you kinda of expect the Broncos to be in the grand final and and I reckon that's part of the reasons it's at Redcliffe, to be honest, mm. that, you know, oh, the Broncos will make the grand final. No worries, the Roosters, unbelievable. It's just given it's given this grand final a little bit of extra spice. The Dragons are favorites and they have been mm-hmm. pretty good this year, but it's gonna be it's gonna be great to watch. And I know you said last week, Sats, it's um I think it was you who said I asked the question about, hey, I love the NRLW this time of the year. I love it. We mm. should have a split comp. So play X amount of rounds now and X amount of rounds at the end of the season. And, and let like, them all go back to their clubs during Great the idea.
2: And continue the participation numbers and then complete the comp at the, at the time that the 2022 season is going to be played through September, October. So I think it's the way forward to continue just slowly building the NRLW. And just while we're on the NRLW, which I'm looking forward to Sunday afternoon, uh, the Dally M's were the week, during yeah. the week as well, and Millie yep. Boyle and, and um, Emma tonigato yep. were the joint winners, which, was, which is, I think, exactly how it should have turned out.
0: It's that time for an Off the Bench Friday Night Preview. First of all, do
1: I have to watch this game because I'm on holidays? Now. Oh, you are, as of. Yeah, now. as soon as oh, this show really. finishes, I'm on holiday. Yeah. So I don't have to watch the Broncos and the Roosters, which is great because I'm not a fan of either team. I, although, interesting to see how Adam Reynolds goes. Um, he's, he's carrying this team on his shoulders at the moment, isn't he? There's a lot of pressure on his shoulders.
2: Oh, there is a lot. You know, there's both he, there's Huss, um, you know, Tony Staggs, Herbie Farmworth, all these very, very good players. It's, it's on all their shoulders. Of course, it's more so on him because he's the highest paid um, I've always thought it's probably a little bit of a bridge too far for for Adam uh, going to Brisbane at 31 and uh, having the responsibility of trying to get this team back into the finals because he's he's always been a tremendous player, but he's also been a tremendous contributor and creator, if mm. that makes sense, creator yeah, yeah. of momentum. And then he'd have the likes of you know, Gi Latrell, you know, Johnny Sutton, Sam Burgess, Cody Walker, these sort of guys to then you know, flow on from that momentum that he's created. And unfortunately, at the, the Broncos, he's got a lot of young players that don't identify how to continue that that urgency that he creates. So, and again, it's going to be work in progress. Uh, I think he's always going to act like a second coach for Kebby Walters. So, yeah, he's, he has got a big load, not only what's on the field, but what he's trying to do in relation to mentoring a lot of those players off the field, which is part of your role anyway as an experienced player. So, it's a big job. Uh, it's a big job at any club, probably more so at most cl- at the Broncos and most clubs because of their identity and, and what they've represented over many, many years and what that number seven jersey represents for the Broncos.
1: Uh, distractions around the Broncos during the week, obviously, with Payne Haas and also uh, Kelly. Do you think that'll have an effect on Payne Haas's p- performance?
2: Well, I don't think it will because uh, as a front row, you've got probably one of the easiest jobs, even though it's one of the toughest jobs, It'd be, it's one of the easiest That doesn't jobs. make sense. Well, it's a tough job, but you don't have to think too much. And I'm saying that with a lot of – I'm trying to be as sensitive as I can because as right. a front row, you've got to defensively tie up the middle, make sure you just get through the hard work in the middle of the field. And you know, well. when you compare it to a five-eighth or a hooker, or a halfback, or a fullback, whatever it may be, it's – Pay Haas won't be affected by it. I can't believe that we are thinking about – and I don't know whether the NRL have just thrown this little bit of bait out there they may be suspending Kelly and Haas because of that footage.
1: There's nothing the, in that.
2: Well, I think I think they've deliberately thrown it out there to see what reaction they're going to get from media, public, fans, whatever it may be. I think it is ridiculous that Payne Haas, who for more reports and the reports that I get I trust, uh, who have very this close the same, to the there at the Broncos. Is
1: this the same – uh, resource that said that, uh, Brandon Smith was going to the Bulldogs and yeah. Cam uh, Smith was making with, a return to origin. But with pa- with Payne Haas, yeah, it's
2: yeah, from all reports, sober arriving home at the hotel, Albert Kelly, who from all reports right. is a pest on the drink, has jumped out of nowhere and started to get in his face and dirty his shoes. And whether you think that's laughable or not, Payne Haas took offense to it, slapped him and said, get out of my face. You've been a jerk. And we're thinking about suspending him for two weeks because of that.
1: Mate, and that's all is seen in the footage. Sats, he's defending himself, pushing him away. It's Albert Kelly in his face.
2: And yet, we got a couple of players are involved in White Powdergate last last year to get yeah, one week. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're rubbing out players for a lot, yeah. a lot more, for a lot less, in mm. re, in relation to weeks. So. I find it laughable, but in saying that, um, I don't think it'll affect his performance. Big game against the Roosters. Roosters have started to really hit their straps, so uh, I think the Roosters may do this um, pretty comfortably.
1: Yeah, they they got rid of the Cowboys pretty easily last week, the Roosters, and, of course, they've stayed in Queensland uh, all week. They haven't even bothered going home just to work on all of their, uh, obviously, practice and, and training. Um, yeah, they're looking good. Uh, the coach said during the week too. to, I know to Cam Smith said that, you know, we had a disrupted preseason at the Roosters, people having babies and all that, but we're all back together now. We're starting to find our groove. So good news. I didn't,
2: re- I didn't realize the players, the male players in the Roosters physically had They're incredible.
1: Babies. They are incredible. Incredible. Designer athletes. babies. <laughs> Louis Vuitton <laughs> kids. That's what they're doing. We've got two seconds. Who wins?
2: Uh, Roosters 13 plus
1: All This is Off the Bench NRL Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here Back in a moment, we'll review Thursday night's game next
0: This is Off the Bench NRL We'll be back soon Welcome back This is Off the Bench NRL Jake Trevojevic 10 metres out, centre field Two tackles remaining, quick play, the ball from Manley And they're over It's Andrew Davey And we couldn't think of a player more deserving as the back rower is over for the Manly side. And the Seagulls draw first blood. Here's Harper for a chance. Terry Evans with the kick. Morgan Harper's going to score. We'll come back to that. Harper is over for Manly as the referee points to the spot. Morgan Harper with the try. Dally Cherry Evans special. Did somebody call Rune service? The offload away to Clune to Ponga. They've got the overlap as Best straightens. He elected not to pass there. Bradman Best does eventually Good pass ball. to Tawala, who straightens on the inside to Ponga, and Kaelin Ponga scores for the Knights. Just what the Doctor ordered. Dylan Walker, little kick through, looking for Ola Kawatu, and Ola Kawatu with the put down. There's no stopping him. Too big. Too fast and too strong in front of the sticks. Lawton with a little kick through. And guess who? It's Paseca. Tanyela Paseca's turn now. Oh, it's party time here at McDonald Jones Stadium. Manly have scored their fifth try.
1: Yeah, Manly 30, the Knights 6. I mean, you can expect uh, the the Knights' performance to fall away at the end, Sats, because they had all those injuries uh, during play. Two weeks in a row now, Thursday night games, and I'm going to call it, I know you won't because you won't say anything bad about footy, but two pretty ordinary games over the last two Thursday nights. And the weather did play a big part last night, I guess. You did. There's always going
2: to be a lot of mistakes, which there were a lot of errors. Um, but I, I, felt, I felt as though that, oh, first and foremost, you've got to take your head off to Manly. To be able to win without Tommy Trubojevic because there are, there is a crap stat out there around the the amount of times, it, Crab yep, Manly lose I think seventy five percent of their games without Tommy Trebovich. So be able to get over that hump and win, um, I suppose, is a real feather in their cap. But the Knights, who what they were celebrating, it was a twenty five year anniversary, wasn't it, for winning the Premiership in nineteen ninety seven, and they didn't play like a team that um, even looked like playing finals. Uh, I thought, I thought their halves are were pretty ordinary. Adam Clune did get injured. Caelan um, Ponga tried really hard, tried really hard, but copped a knock before um, half time and, and had to leave uh, for the, head, uh, the HIA. Now, this game, mm. at one stage, they had 12 points to six, and Chris Randall scores a great try off of Caelan Ponger kick. And for some reason Ashley, uh, reason, Ashley Klein says, no, let's go to the bunker. And lucky he did because he dropped the ball. Now, if he scores that try and we go 12-all or 12-10, whatever it was going to be at the time, it's game on. Then all of a sudden, they don't get that call in Newcastle, merely make their way up the other end of the field and just pile on points from that that, uh, session on. So disappointing by the Knights, the way they capitulated.
1: Is it going to get easier for the Knights uh, next week? Oh, sorry, before I talk about next week, I I do want to mention I thought Ponga was Mm -hmm. outstanding. I thought he was... He he, he, was, did. he tried hard. He did. He tried really hard. Mm. Are you concerned about the halves at the Knights at I've all? Always, I've always been
2: concerned, um, Woogie, because when we talked at the start of the season, which team do you think will improve and which team do you feel as though will fall away, I've always thought the Knights will be the side that um, will probably be one of the most disappointing this year compared to the season before. So, And that's on the back of and Mitch Pierce leaving and and losing Jaden Braley, the hooker. So, yeah, the halves have got to pick up the slack and they're just not doing it at the moment. And I'm sure it's annoying Joey Johns, who does a lot of work with them three days a week.
1: Uh, Newcastle next week will take on the Dragons um, and they've been disappointing this year, although they're playing the Rabbitohs this weekend, so we'll see how they go. Manly next week, another, another winnable game for them, the Titans. Mm. So, Manly could find themselves two from two without Tommy, which yeah, exactly. they yeah. would love. They would love mm. that. So very good. All right, mate. Uh, let's hope next. Th- What's next Thursday night? I've got to work out my f- – so I'm on holidays, you see. So I've got to make sure I've got my week planned. Next Thursday night. Oh, God, it's another horrible game. It's the Raiders and the Cowboys. Oh, wow. Mm. What's going on? As someone at channel Did Channel 9 do this draw, someone there when they are drunk? What's going on? I reckon someone from the AFL has had a job at Channel 9 <laughs> at some stage and said, I'm just going to try and manipulate the system. Mate, we might be having Italian next Thursday night. What do you reckon? i sha not be watching that. Righto, yeah, we are got to go to a break. This is Sports... Uh, no, it's Off the Bench, I should say, with Sats. And, Jace. when we come back, we're going to catch up with Toby Rudolph. Well, you and Badge did during the week. We'll get to that Loose cannon.
0: <laughs> this is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL.
4: Toby Rudolph. We've spoken to him before, and he's a uh, champion. Like, I am not going to say Queensland. He's got a little bit of Queensland in him. Sat. He played about a couple of years, Redcliffe. Q Cup. Um, yeah. and, and you actually, I remember last year you said, gee, I wish he was a Queenslander, but I'm pretty sure he's not, and he can confirm it with mm-hmm. us. Toby Rudolph. How are you, mate? Welcome to, the, uh, welcome to Sports Day.
3: Hi hey boys, yeah, real good. I'm a New South Walshman and Thanks for having me. Yeah, you, sh-
4: you haven't even given it any thought, or I think you played. You played a bit of- before we went to Redcliffe. You played some um, some senior footy down there too, didn't you?
3: Yeah, yeah. I all um, well, that actually. I-, I went to Redcliffe. I moved to Brisbane for one year and, d- and played for Redcliffe, and was only there for twelve months. Um, oh. prior to that, was at South, so they didn't give me a run, so that led to me being at Redcliffe. But yeah, I was only there for the. For the short stint, had a really great time, was quite a successful team, won a comp, got a club Churchill medal, and now here I am.
4: Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got you, I was going to introduce you as past
3: and future Dolphin. Um, no, look, uh, at the moment, who knows what the, the far future holds, but um, I've just signed a, uh, I signed a three-year deal last year to keep me in for for this oh, year beautiful. and two more beyond, so... Very happy where I am right now and, um, yeah, not looking at sort of moving anywhere anytime soon.
2: Yeah, travelling well at the Sharkies, Toby. Not only yourself but the Sharkies themselves sitting fourth on the on the ladder. But it's, it's not that you're sitting fourth. It's the way you're playing at the moment. It's just ruthless. And, you know, tell me a little bit about – because I think I've always believed, Toby, that every team's got to have a lunatic, um, i.e. potential serial killer. And I think in your team there's yourself, potential serial killer. I think Braden <laughs> Hamion, and Potential serial killer. Now, Talakai, who scares the absolute bejeebas out of me, his stats numbers last week were ridiculous.
3: Um, well, yeah, Sifa definite uh, serial killer looking from the outside in and, yep. and not knowing the kid. Um, I actually, I played with sifa well in the junior grades, under 11s, under 10s, and so on and so forth. Um, and he's, you know, not. A, I couldn't really call him a gentle giant. He's pretty short in stature. But um, he's definitely um, a, a teddy bear on the inside and, a great, a great guy that um, you know. i spend spend a lot of time with. Very, very glad that he's actually in my team. I would hate to play against him. Mm. Uh, you saw what he did to the the, you know, the Knights last week. So, um, just a, a bloke that can play anywhere at the moment. He's playing himself into our starting side. So, um, hopefully, he can continue this this run of form. And yeah, I'm just loving playing off the back of him, to be honest.
4: Did do you have any doubts yourself that he'd be all right in the centres when when uh, you, um, your coach put him? out there kind of to, to fill in, I thought, as a centre. Did you know that he was okay out wide?
3: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, I played with Sifra um, in the under-20s at South, and uh, he was a centre and actually debuted there uh, for first grade when he was 18. So oh. um, he actually came through as a centre. So he's, he's sort of um, just that utility player that can play anywhere. Um, he's filled that position uh, for us before qu- quite a few times, and he's always done a pretty um, stellar job. So, yeah, when, when he was named there, I had all the confidence in the world in him, and, you know, anyone who didn't have any confidence in him, definitely he would have shut them up. So you
2: know. <laughs> now, Dalvinuka, Nico Hines, the Storm players, of course, they're famous for their attention to detail with, with training. But most importantly, uh, Toby, their their preparation. Now, you've witnessed it firsthand, is it? Uh, and I've, like I've said to other Cronulla players and, and Josh Hannay, is the is uh, what we what we hear about um, all true?
3: Yeah, I um, can confirm. You've heard of you first. Uh, Dal Finucane is um, ruthless on the field, as you can see, and off the field even more so. You, um, I'm, I'm constantly walking around the sheds, and he'll sort of find a little corner where he'll do a few calf raises, and then he'll go somewhere else and do some groin split stretching. And, you know, he just never stops moving, never stops trying to do all the things that uh, he needs to do to get his body right. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's quite a sight to see. Um, something that I'm trying to sort of gained some inspiration for, because myself, I'm, you know, I'm likely to do a gym session and a, and a running session all week, so, <laughs> is that um, right? to see Dale, yeah, to see Dale perform in the way he performs, uh, off the field more than on is, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, some some sort of word I can't describe right now, but it's very good.
2: Well, it's a reflection of Craig Fitzgibbon, isn't it, Badge, the way that he played the game, he had such incredible output The amount of energy that he put into everything he did in the game. Now, you spoke about that Parramatta game, Toby. Uh, It was a return to Shark Park after being away for a couple of years. And after the game, celebrating with fans um, uh, after that win, a now-abiding win. So were they mates or were they just general Sharkies fans you just jumped in amongst the crowd with?
3: No, no, no. They were two schoolmates of mine that I hadn't seen for, for about a year. So I was pretty excited to see them at the game. They hadn't been to a game other than my debut, so when I saw their, their faces, the adrenaline sort of, you know, got to me. And um, I think it was just a bit of, bit of love, jubilation for my friends that I, I wanted to see and give them a big cuddle, give, thank you for coming down. And then, you know, we just got a bit swarmed there by the passionate Cronulla fans after that night, nail-biting win. So I think it's safe to say just love was in the air. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it it's was. great to
2: see. I love it when you interact with the fans. Though. I don't, don't see enough of it. Now, day off. What does Toby Rudolph do on his day off? I want a ca- I want a camera to follow you cool. on your day off. I think it'd be interesting.
3: <laughs> well, I think you'd have to shut it off in some places. But uh no, <laughs> look, it's um it's my day off today, I could yeah, I could tell you about my day off. It's been pretty cruisy. Started off walking the dog, um got breakfast down at the beach, Checked out the waves for a surf, it was you know, not much going on. Had a little um a little lap swim in, in the pool for a bit of lung capacity training, trying to sort of, you know. Adapt all different kinds of training into my into my game to make my game better, um, and then it was followed by a bit of shopping, a bit of haircuts, some Turkish food, and now I'm just driving along the car with a brother and uh, just going down to the Kudji pub for um, a little social get together with a few friends.
2: Yeah, nice. Now, what sort of dog?
3: We have. Um, we're not entirely sure. We think he's a Kelpie <laughs> Cross sappy type thing. Um, we sort of got him uh, as a rescue, so we're not, we weren't really sure when we when we got him. So. Uh, he's a very good dog. I, mean, I can assure you that. Yeah,
4: but nice. You, you said you with, with your brother. Uh, you, one, maybe you could discuss this with him. Have you worked out what your your post try celebration is going to be for your first try this year? Because Sharkies do come up with some good ones.
3: They do. They do. Um, I can ask him now, Josh. What do you think my post try celebration should be this year? Oh, alright. Either people, <laughs> 619 by Ray Mysterio or the People's Elbow. Yeah, I'll the People's Elbow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Oh,
4: we're expecting it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, now I ask a lot of our guests and current players this question from players within your club. And if you could, um, if you could name the players that would win each of these categories, Toby, who would win SAS at Cronulla?
3: Oh, that's a good one. I'm gonna give it to Aiden Tolman. I can actually. Oh, um, yep. Either Aiden or Dale. Aiden or Dale. I want to go Aiden. You know, 300 games. in a Position he's been in, and you know, probably been one of the wise front rollers in the game for his entire career. And mm. um, at training, he's our fittest front roller. And you know, no matter what the training is, he doesn't he doesn't take a step backwards. So I'd give it to him.
2: Who'd be the first voted out of Big Brother for being just a pain?
3: Andrew Fafita. Andrew <laughs> Fafita without even thinking twice. Didn't have
2: to Okay.
3: okay.
2: Yeah. Now now which player and obviously they've got to be single, would go on
3: MAFS? Nico Hines. Nico. Nico Hines for sure. Either if it if it wasn't The Bachelor, I could see him on MAFs because he does watch the show quite regularly and he always tries to get me to watch it and I just don't want to hear any of that crap. So I think um, I think he'd be a, a main candidate for sure.
2: We had Fletch on last night. Sorry. We heard Fletch on the Maddie John show Sunday, I should say, and he's talking about cooking a steak. First mm. I want to ask mm. you, how do you like your steak cooked?
3: How do I like my steak? Yep. I would go uh, medium rare or medium medium well. Yeah,
2: medium rare. And, 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 it's, and Fletch just had this weird
4: slow cooker 45-minute kind of thing. How,
2: how do you cook your steak? Barbecue or smoker.
3: I generally go to a restaurant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just take it how they bring it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not the best I'm not the best with the uh, chefs hat on, so I'll leave it to the professional to do that.
2: Hey, is Nico Hines as good looking as what we see on the TV? Like up close is he is he almost flawless?
3: No, nah, I've close he's actually it's it's kind of like he's just got pimples all over his face and he's um he's just got like these yellowy teeth that you can't really see and his cheekbones are all weird. <laughs> for some reason, he's sort of that that, that, that expression, good from far, far from good. but from far away, he looks unreal. But from up close, he's just sort of a bit like, oh, get away from me, look somewhere else. Oh, that, that's <laughs> going to get back. That's beautiful. Great.
4: That's great. All right, uh, hey mate, thanks for joining us, Toby Rudolph. Uh, Thank you for joining us on Sports Day. Great to catch up, and, and good luck to the uh, to the Sharkies.
3: No worries, boys. Thanks much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: This is off the bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL.
1: Yeah, welcome back to it. It's uh, Sats and Jace here for your weekend. A time to talk racing in Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Chris Nelson, how are you, mate? Very well, thanks, Jace. How are you going? Yeah, good. Now, are we going to any point continuing this conversation unless you have a double figures tip for Sats this weekend? Have you got any of those?
5: Double figures? No. No double-figure tips this week. I got one around $6. Is that good if enough, double-figures.
2: That's good enough. Anything that doesn't have a one or a two as the first number.
1: Hmm. Uh, it's got to okay. be $3 and above. $3 and above. That, right. well, that's better. He's well, getting desperate.
5: <laughs> well, what about if I've got two good things and he puts them in a multi? He'd probably have a four or a five next to
1: it then. There, there you go. go. Here we go. All right. What do you got?
5: Okay. Race two, number nine, Knight Mariner for Tony Gollan should have won last start. Just didn't have any luck. The luck went to the winner who got through along the fence when Knight Mariner left the fence. So this time around, I think Nightmare Mariner can turn the tables on that winner slow hand. So race two, number nine. And race seven, number nine, Go Wonji.
1: Good horse. This
5: bloke. He gets to the outside. Yeah, he just lets down with that big sprint. Haven't seen him for four weeks, but he'll be ready to go uh, on Saturday at Dooban. So they're the two to put into your multi-sats. So race two, number nine, Race seven, number nine. The other couple I think will run really well A race four, number six, Sale, who unfortunately got nailed right on the line for us in the first race at Eagle Farm last Saturday. I think you can go one better on Saturday this week. So race four, number six. And the other one, race eight, number seven, Dream Reacher, each way. Going really well, this horse. Nice little freshen up back in distance. I think it'll be hard to beat again at around $6. Rightio.
1: There you go. Okay, mate. I want to ask Sounds you a good. question without notice. The Men's Matter race day that's coming up on um, the Gold Coast. When's that? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Jeez, I, yeah, want to, I want tomorrow to. Tomorrow and uh,
5: you'd have to probably jump on the website there to see what's still available. Uh, obviously, general admit and all that'll be available. I'm not sure what's left in the way of tables. Have to check at the
1: gctc.com.au website there, Jay. Do we look like corporate people, mate? We like to stand on the hill with a can. Exactly. And call mm-hmm. those horses home and a few expletives towards losing jockeys. That's how we do it. Yeah. And lose my thongs well, before the eighth. Ab- <laughs>
5: <laughs> you'll get a general admit, no problems there. Yeah. You're right. Sats, You're element.
1: Sats has to take his high heels off at the end of the race day and walk through the car park barefooted. That's mm-hmm. how he does yeah, right.
5: it. right. Yep. After he spent the afternoon dancing around his handbag. That's
1: right. No, there's anything wrong with that. Now, listen, <laughs> a Sydney tomorrow. I know this is a racing Queensland segment, but is there anything in the big races uh, you like?
5: Well, there's some Queensland influence there in the Oaks, and that's Gypsy got S, race six, number two for David Van Dyke. Ran a really good race at Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. The only query is we just don't know how wet this track's going to be in Sydney. They might get more rain Saturday morning. Which is not going to suit. So we'll just have to see how wet it is because this horse hasn't raced on anything as bad or as heavy as this track is. So that's the uh, the Queensland influence there. Race eight is the Queen Elizabeth. You'll go a long way to see a better race than this. Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck, Very Elegant, Dewis, Animo, you name it. They're all in this race. So that's a race where it's impossible to tip the winner, but you have to watch it.
1: Would the conditions suit Very Elegant?
5: Yes, they will. Very, okay. very, very famous winner. Okay, and she's the one the money's come for, and that's why.
1: Right, yeah. All right, mate. Listen, uh, good luck uh, tomorrow. Doombin tomorrow, uh, or t- this weekend in Queensland, is that correct?
5: Doombin in Queensland. Yep, plenty of other meetings around over the weekend, though, Jason.
1: All right, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, guys.
0: The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off the bench footy tips,
1: radio right mate. It's uh, Raiders Storm three o'clock Wagga Wagga. Uh, what do you like in that game? I love that it's in Wagga Wagga. That's what I do love. But um, no, I'm
2: going to take the Storm. There's a lot. There's a lot of potential blowouts this weekend. Uh, Raiders versus Storm. Raiders were really bad last week, so I think I'm the Storm.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Rabbitohs Dragons. Both on the Rabbitohs, aren't we?
2: I'm on the Rabbits, but I'm expecting something from the Dragons. I think this is the I think this is the big match of the round.
1: Dragon, Dragons beat the Rabbitohs in the charity Shields uh, yep. earlier this year. So, yeah, who knows? I'm looking forward to this game. Titans versus Eels at Seabass yeah. Saturday night on the Gold Coast. Um, i tell you what. Uh, the Eels won 32-28 in round one. So they only played, what, four weeks ago. Yeah. But, but – they only scored one try in the second half, and that was in the 41st minute. Do you think the Titans are a chance to, uh, of an upset at home? Well, I think they are, but
2: I think they're getting the Eels at the wrong time. They've put together two really good performances, the Eels. I mean, really smart performances, and and they're playing, you know, they're always playing with a lot of speed, but they're playing with a lot of aggression at the moment, so I think they're getting the Titans at the right time. The Eels, the Titans getting the Eels at the wrong time. That was one of the most enjoyable games for a number of years, that round one game it between was. both these sides. Yeah, Great attacking footy. Um, but in saying that, I think the Eels at the moment, just in a completely different place. And
1: so yeah. I think the Eels will win it. Yeah, we're both on the Eels as well. God, this is boring for us. Uh, Sharks, mm. Tigers, uh, the Sharks will do that pretty easy, won't I they? I think
2: the Sharks will win that.
1: And the Bulldogs and Panthers, we're both on the Panthers. Because Panthers, but go Kyle Flanagan. We're concerned for well. your safety, Kyle. Um, we are concerned. I hope know. they've got. I hope they've got extra ambulances on standby and maybe a one well, of those I've heard helicopters. They've asked for a
2: nineteenth man, just in <laughs> case they need to replace him midway through the game. No, I hope he goes really well. Kyle,
1: his dad might come out in a wig to replace him if he gets injured. <laughs> right, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Can I go first? Can I go first? Can go I go first? Go, first uh, go Looking forward to the Swanies, and I'm also looking forward to the Masters and Aria. You're my, one of my daughters, one of my twins. Your yeah. arch nemesis. She's loving the masters. She's getting up oh, that's with me. Good. Well, she's just had a nose operation. She's got a uh, she just got a Barbara Streisand nose attached to her mm. face. And she's yeah. she's getting so she's her sleeping patterns are all over place. So she's sure. watching the masters. She is yeah. loving it. Yeah, Come nice. on, Cam Smith. Come on, Cam yeah, Smith. Can't yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, I'm looking forward to um Alex Volkanovsky. The UFC
2: champion, world champion, the Australian who was um, once a conqueror, and now he's just conquering the world. Hey, and he's up against there, he, like, that gear. Uh, he's up against uh, the Korean zombie on Sunday. It should be absolutely Wait, amazing.
1: He's fighting a zombie. Yep, Living Look, Dead. Surely he is too fast for a zombie. I would think so as well. How do they so catch? Well. How do they catch people and eat brains? Mm-hmm. When they walk so slow, zombies, and you can I just know. run away. Like what? What? How yeah. does that happen? I know. Is there a I thing it, I, such as zombie strength? Is that what there <laughs> is? <laughs> Not sure, but I'm. And I hope
2: he doesn't have. It. I hope he doesn't have it on Sunday because Volkanovsky,
1: I hope he wins. <laughs> well, one more question about zombies. If you yeah. if you are too slow to get away from a zombie, why would you eat that person's dumb brain? I know. Doesn't that make you, you dumb as it. a
2: zombie? Yeah, you wouldn't want it.
1: No. Mm. Anyway, we're going to go. This has been uh, off the bench for another week. It's been wonderful. Uh, Satsy, enjoy your weekend. I'll catch you in a. Oh, I don't know. There was no show next weekend because of Easter. I'll catch Two you in weeks. A cu- I'll catch you in a couple of weeks.
2: See ya.